Here's 12 tips for us to win the spiritual fight. Tip number one, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. As long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, he walked on water and the wind and the waves did not knock him in. But as soon as he got distracted from Jesus and started looking instead at the wind and the waves, he sank. And of course, when Jesus pulled him up out of the water, he didn't say, that's amazing, you went 10 feet. He said, why did you doubt? Jesus, unlike Peter, has full confidence in his own power to empower Peter to live this life well and to walk out this walk. Tip number two, don't get distracted. You are a soldier. You are in a fight. You are in a war. You are in a battle. And the enemy would like nothing greater than to get you distracted by civilian affairs, worrying about stuff that doesn't matter so that while you're worried about stuff that doesn't matter, he can be messing up, breaking down, and ruining stuff that does matter. Tip number three, arrange your daily routine according to your life's mission. How you spend your days is how you will have spent your life. Tip number four to win the fight, don't get fooled by evil reports. Okay, Joshua and Caleb came back with the 10 other spies and they gave a good report that says God is more than our enemies and we can take the land that God's promised us. 10 of those spies gave a pathetic evil report of we can't do it. We're not enough. It's a big failure. Okay, so the ratio of good newsers to bad newsers is probably still about the same, 2 to 10, right? Even in the church. So here's what you got to do if you're going to win the fight that you're in. You got to ignore the bad newsers and you got to listen to the good newsers that are telling you that you can do the thing God called you to do and you can take the ground God's called you to take. Tip number five. Don't shoot the prisoners of war. In the video games my kids play, you know you lose a lot of points if you shoot the POWs that you're trying to rescue, okay? Our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with rulers and authorities, with spiritual evil that is manipulating people. The people are actually the point, which leads to the next tip. Tip number six, don't fight with worldly weapons. We don't fight with power over, to manipulate, to control, to threaten, to punish, to judge. Those are worldly weapons. The world uses those weapons all the time. In most relationships, the world uses those weapons. But our weapons are kindness and mercy and forgiveness and joy and peacemaking and praying for those who persecute us and doing active good toward those who are doing us active harm. That is our spiritual warfare. That joy, laughter, and worship. Tip number seven is fight the fight you are actually in. You need to know the fight you're in and you need to know the strategy God's given you and you need to come back and review that often. Tip number eight, crucify victim self talk. All the victim self-talk is, is various shades and kinds and colors of poor me. We live in a culture of aggrieved offenses, and it's very easy for that to slip into the church, validating victim narratives that steal our joy and our power instead of rising up and saying with anger, if needs be, I will not betray Jesus. None of this changes anything Let's go. Point number nine, get a bigger perspective. It's so easy to get lost in this illusion that the things that we think are going on that seem so real and so important are really important, but they're not. They're actually temporary. They're actually fleeting. So get a bigger perspective, bigger than your generation, bigger than your culture, bigger than your time and place, maybe even big enough to encompass and take into account eternity. That would be a helpful perspective. These light and momentary afflictions are attaining for us an eternal weight of glory that far outweighs them all. Tip number 10, be an encouragement to others. 
Have you ever had it to where just several people weren't there for you when you really needed them and it created like massive discouragement in your life and it changed the whole fabric of everything? Well, imagine the opposite. Imagine if there was just one or two people who showed up in the clutch when you needed an encouragement. They looked you in the eyes, they put their hand on your shoulder and they said, God's got this. You can do this. The spirit is with you. Press on. I believe in you. Now imagine this. Imagine if you could be that person for others. Be an encouragement. Tip number 11. The limitations and challenges you face are the very obstacles that make your life meaningful. Nobody wants to read a book where everything goes well. That's boring. That's irrelevant. The very thing that makes a story interesting is to see how the characters use their wit and their self-giving love to make the sacrifices necessary to do the right thing. In Acts chapter 8, there was a great persecution that broke out, but what we don't find is them sitting down on their butts, sucking their thumbs and feeling sorry for themselves, talking about the good old days in Acts chapter 2 when the Spirit was first poured out, or the good old days when Peter and John went up to pray and they pulled a lame man up off the ground and the whole city was in was like, wow, that's amazing, and they had favor with all the people. Oh, poor us, I can't believe it's happened. No, what do they do in Acts chapter 8 when a great persecution breaks out against them? It says that they were scattered everywhere and everywhere they went, they spread the good news about Jesus. Come on. Tip number 12. Final tip. Go on offense. I'll just give you one scripture for this. Matthew 16, 18. Jesus says he's going to build his church and the gates of hell can't withstand the church. What do you mean the gates of hell can't withstand the church? Listen, if you're in a fortress and the enemy's coming against you and they take their battering rams and they're trying to break your gate down, your door down so they can get in and take you all captive and defeat you, then you're on defense. But if it says that Jesus will build his church and the gates of hell won't withstand the church, that means the church is not on defense, my friends. We're not sitting on our hands scared that the world's going to pot, scared that evil's going on, scared there's a pandemic, scared there's an economic recession, scared or we didn't get the election results that we wanted or whatever the thing is that people are freaking out about lately. We're not hiding out in our little hidey holes, in our little fortresses, just waiting for the rapture. No. So the culture's moved on without us. So we're not viewed the way we used to be viewed. Well, it sounds like we got a mission field. And maybe we got some changing to do. Maybe we got some growing to do. Maybe we got some repenting to do. Maybe we got to grow up and look a little bit more like Jesus so that we're a little more relevant to the needs they have. There you are, my friends. 12 tips to win the spiritual fight. God bless you. Have a very nice day.